all this time I've had the headphone in the wrong way around. <laughs> it's going to be a lot more. My autobiography. <laughs> How are you? I'm all right. I'm all, well, no, actually, I'm not. I don't know if I mentioned on Thursday that I had like a bad shoulder. Or maybe I just kept it to myself because I'm hardcore. And actually, on Thursday night, it was uncomfortable. But on Friday, I was like totally like rigs. Actually, not like rigs because he just carries on. But mine is as if in real life, you pop your shoulder out and then you're like, oh, I know what I'll do. Bang. And then I'm right back to work. But you go bang and just die. Die, Jimmy. <laughs> it's not even out of its socket. It's like a ligament or something. And you know what Gosh. I think I did? I think it was when I, it wasn't like a, a cool James Bond jumping over the things, well, did it over the other thing, none of that. It was, um, I think, because I was wearing my big puffy coat and it was really cold and I was wearing a rucksack. So I think it was when I was dancing up and down, probably putting it back on after taking it off to like throw a Frisbee or something. I think I did it then. So very unfortunate, really. But yeah, so so I've been laid up a bit. Although I haven't been laid up because I have no choice. I have to take him out. But just with my left, which is very dangerous. And it's snowy as fuck. So it's amazing I'm still in one piece, frankly. Flipping egg, Shabby. Now look, I know. in the future, you would normally be telling me to edit that sort of stuff out. But I'm telling you, you're putting <laughs> the shoulder into shoulders. Oh, he's not wrong. He's not bloody wrong. You know, I typed shoulder. I was writing to someone about my shoulder. And I and I wrote shoulder and it just came up immediately. Just like shoulders. Oh yeah, any SH. It's yeah, shoulders has now surpassed shit on my uh, predictive text as the number one choice. What do you think about that? I'm very happy to hear it, Sheppy. <laughs> as long as the real shoulder heals for you. Sitting down's a palaver as well, because this sofa is like big, you know, so you can just sort of spread out on it. But I can't use my elbows to get in because that would be shoulder so I have to sort of sit down and then wurgle crab backwards into this position but the danger is I'm wearing my tracky bees and so as I'm squeaking along the sofa it's just like knocking it down and we were talking of moons earlier and it's a full one tonight I'll tell you that for nothing so yeah it's all going on Jimmy it's all going on or off as the case may be I mean wow talk about behind the curtain chefs I love it <laughs> yeah, behind everything yeah yeah it's solid stuff <laughs> so jimmy how are you by the way <laughs> anything you want to you know chip oh, in with man, I'm good, I'm any good. poisonous frogs in the garden or anything like that <laughs> any crocodiles popped up to eat your your canteen hanging from your neck <laughs> you know uh i haven't had a linda kazawalski moment mm. yet in australia which yeah. is very reassuring <laughs> with my England top this morning, Sheppy, which was not meant to be a statement. It's just the first thing I pulled out. Um, and it occurs to me, like, there could be future comedy tops where, you know, G is definitely not up at sort of 5am. So I just go into the cupboard and pull the first thing out. <laughs> so and I wonder how long comedy. it would be before I notice, honestly. I wonder how long it would be. And then you can go one further, wear bangly mummy earrings, and win one further and have like one of those pineapple hats and then the COVID <laughs> tobacco on your head. See how long it takes before I'm like, hang on, Jimmy. 
did you shave your beard? Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite gags when someone really follows through. Like, you pull out a fruit hat like that, a mummy fruit hat, and you still wear it. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. You've got um, to go full on. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff, I think we're going to have a very chucklesome episode today. I'm excited very about excited. it. Excited! I'm I'm so loose. I just have some basic ideas, but really, yeah. I'm so loose. It's very different because usually I'm, I have too much of my shit together. So it's nice to be like, "Ooh, where's the flow gonna go, Mo?" So I'm very happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. Uh... <laughs> Shall we start the show, Mo? Oh, I, think the, no, I think the show started a long time ago. <laughs> and we have, we're just passengers. Um, so, yeah, go on. Say, say the magic words. <laughs> okay. Hello. Welcome to Shoulders of Giants. I'm Jimmy. Hello. I'm Sheppy. <laughs> Today, I think we're calling it a special bubble episode, aren't we? It's Sheppy. another bubble. So you're, you're you're in a bubble episode, dear listener, and um, yeah, but just by if Let's this happens hope to it be, doesn't pop. I, don't know. <laughs> I was too slow in thinking that up, which is a bit pathetic in the first place. I just brazenly just said it anyway. But, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we like hope it does pop. Maybe we, we hope it does pop for all the right. Maybe what are the consequences there? I don't know. <laughs> maybe one pop too many. Maybe we're the weasel. Think about it. Holy moly. I think my brain just exploded. Or pops. <laughs> so proud of myself now. I pulled it back, Jimmy, from the jaws of defeat. I pulled it back. I'm very proud of you, Sheps. And I was I was just about to say, like, if this is your first episode and you're still with us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know when we started officially, but I can tell you it was 10 minutes too soon. <laughs> Long gone. Um, so uh, just... Quickie, we're we're the the uh, the alternative universe what if podcast for uh, for movies and TV and uh, at all sorts coming up with sequels and prequels to beloved classics and otherwise, Sheppy. How <laughs> tantalizing! I mean, are there? I mean, we haven't really. I you know, I'm going to say, Flight of the Navigator probably was a bit of a bucket scraper for you know, uh, but I think generally. We've kept a relatively creamy caliber at this point. We haven't delved too too deeply into the curds. Uh, but <laughs> let me tell you, Sheppy, as a tease, like you very generously flip this one into a bubble app, which is lovely of you. Which then means I do still have to challenge us for a formal episode at the end of this, and I'm going to tell you it might be the most intimidating challenge we've had yet. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're, we've just come off Star Wars, and that yeah. was something. It's not in that older. space. It's more no. about the genius that you're following, if that makes sense. Nice. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah, no, I'm very excited. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a shiver. <laughs> so, so that's, yeah, uh, wicked, wicked, Jimmy. I can't wait to hear about that. So yeah. t- tell us um, what, in this particular bubble episode, uh, is the focus? Well, I'll do. I, quick, I felt uh, like I was going to say another word, but nothing else came out. <laughs> so I ended on focus, but I don't feel like I punctuated it. So, but yeah, focus. 
Smith. It's going to be, what is the fucking point? <laughs> yeah, let's walk out. Don't turn it off. You're just left with a blank screen. So I take off. I've always wanted to do that. The closest I can do of like taking off my little mic is just take off the earpods and then just throw them down like you do when you're leaving a news conference or something. I've got better, but doing a Roy Kent, amazing. just taking it off and walking off. That's a classic move. That's Wouldn't a, that be amazing, Sheppy? Has anyone ever done a pod that happens and then? The rest of the pod just plays out with still recording, like me right. trying to get hold of you, like Sheppy. Sheppy, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Jeffy>, you there? Jeff- <laughs> <laughs> I'll text him, dear listeners. I'll text him. He'll be all right. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is that someone running? I oh, know it's my mum. No, well, we're going to wait for Sheppy. I'll, I'll, I'll ask my mum later. Well, actually, I better have a quick look. Okay, <laughs> that could turn into an amazing pod quest. Where you know I try and track you down on on a podcast and like you know have it out. And... Riveting listening. I'm just walking down the stairs now. It's a bit nippy out. I should have brought my coat. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. This seems revolutionary. <laughs> well, yeah, you might hear a dog barking, but oh wait a minute, no, 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 he's not coming out. All right, so that's all right. I'm walking down here now. Yeah, rubbish. Absolute. It's a it's a ship sinker and a half. I like it very much. <laughs> okay. Um... Right. So if you if uh, for those that were listening all the way through to the end of our last podcast, um, you'd have heard me talk about, um, well, you'd have heard me talking about talking to my wife about her suggestion for Annette for us. And she suggested Pretty Woman. And I said, nobody wants to see Richard Gere and Julia Roberts really break up in a sequel. But they did see, you know, Runaway Bride, which was obviously a bit of a, well... Potentially. Not that many people saw Runaway Bride, I don't think. <laughs> I know that there are probably some staunch Runaway Bride fans out there, but I don't think it certainly didn't light the world on fire like Pretty Woman did. Everyone was a bit like, oh, yeah. same director as well, of course. I want to see yeah, Gary Mark. nice. That's a good point, actually. And one of the inter- just a very silly side note, Sheppy, but I have like a, a number of movies like Runaway Bride that cross over with my, my short stint as a cinema usher, where they oh, came nice. out yes. during that time. So they're more like embedded in my psyche because of that. Yeah. Um, Being the end of Gladiator 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Before you actually it. saw the film. You know, that's good. It was the Gladiator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got it. I was not entertained, Sheppy. It's just you were no <laughs> one thumbs down, humrumped an angry Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh god. Yes, anyway, all of that prompted a what if we did a what if podcast on uh you know actors who either have or haven't um regrouped and uh, starred together again, and whether you would want to do uh, well, I gave you a fair, fairly very broad canvas here, Sheppy, didn't I, to kind of well, cover um, any actors you might want to see regroup again. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really interested. You sent me a text, or you said actually on the pod as well, like this is a real fierce creatures, get the troop together from yeah. a fish called Wonder and, and just repurpose them with different characters. And I have to say, like, my gut and my general focus has been kind of a little bit more in the duo space than uh, nice. than the troop space, but I'm really interested. To right. see on. Well, I've gone total troop. I'll just say, you know, a little <sighs> spoiler. But I've come up with like, it's, it's, I've come up with lots and lots of broad outlines, or basically just concepts, without going deep at all. It's like the most shallow I've ever been. It's just concept, concept, concept. How about this people there? That sort of thing. Nice. 
Nice chaps. Well, I wanted also, before we get to it, because we normally do a little, what does the movie mean to you and history with it? And I've just jotted down like just some double acts. It is very focused on the double act, this this clip. But if you want to talk about any troops, let's do that too. And just I thought I'd throw them around a bit with you and just sort of get a couple of pithy little comments. (laughs) Maybe no pithy comments, maybe some like awed hushes. You never know. Some stern nodding, which you can't, you can then describe. Um, and look, where I've gone with this is kind of I've got two main groups, and then I've thought of like just some little subcategories as well. And you know, pretty sure I'm just throwing this to you, Sheps. But yeah, man, I've gone no, no, with... I'm so loose. <laughs> I've gone I'm like this. a bead in the wind. Sorry, <laughs> that's good. A bead in the wind is beautiful. Shep. I know. Um, and what I love about this stuff. And again, at the moment, just focusing on double X, actually it applies to your physical wonders and stuff. It's just the chemistry that people have as a bit of a bubble. Like, do you know what I mean? And it doesn't, it doesn't need to be romantic chemistry necessarily. We're talking about, you know, buddy stuff and like, you know, friendship chemistry and all of that kind of thing. And I just got in no particular order, very normal style, just throwing them up because of course you've got your classics like your Abbott and Costello and your Laurel and Hardy and that kind of thing. But um, I, I, I don't have much of an opinion on the older ones to go on a Sheppy, but I thought I'd throw out some of the, the newer ones and just get your sort of takes on them really. Yeah. I, I don't know why I always defer to these two rather than the ones I've written in second as like a, a classic act, but um, I've gone Wesley and Woody as, a, as yeah. an interesting I mean- double act. They were a massive thing. It's it's weird. They, um, but Wesley, Wesley and Woody did really become a proper double act. It's um, unexpected, you might say. Yeah, man. And actually, as we do these, like uh, perhaps it'll be obvious every time, but let's just have a quick, is, what's your favourite of their double act, if you know what I mean? So Yeah. Um, well, Wesley and Woody. Yeah. Well, it's definitely White Men Can't Jump by a country mile. Yeah. Um, it's Wickertron. That's a really good film. <laughs> and I saw it at the cinema. Um, yeah, no, it's great. And then, I mean, then it's a, I assume it's Wildcats, which was sort of like an accidental Wesley and Woody, but they're both in it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, then Money Train. Have Am I missing anything Money, out? Have you seen Money Train? I, I saw Money Train when I was at university and it was on TV and it had a really, really shit, I think it was Channel 5, had a really shit advert. And it was like, train, train. And then it cut to Robert Blake, who at the time, I was like, fuck it out, it's the guy from Lost Highway. He was like, no one stops the money train. Um, yeah, and I quoted that Channel 5 advert quite a lot. So did I see the film? I think I did, but I don't remember anything about it. But I remember the Channel 5 advert really well. Um, but either way, the film was good. <laughs> I've never seen it. I'll have to... Maybe not. <laughs> get on board or get out of the way was the uh, tagline. And, I love you yeah, with the taglines. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say catch her if you can, which was the runaway bride one, but I kept stub. And then a few years later, I want to say it was called The Bachelor with Chris O'Donnell came out and that was catch him if you can. I thought well, that's a bit lazy. <laughs> By the way, I was going to say earlier, and I feel I should also in... Um, Runaway Bride, Hector Gonzalez is, is in it as well, because he says the famous DHL line um, or the, nice. the equivalent of FedEx or whatever. So that's so it is 
the gang is all here in that it's not just, you know, it's like, and I haven't seen Runaway Bride, so I don't know how large a role Hector has, if it's literally that scene and it's a cheeky cameo, or if it's a proper role, but I assume it's a proper role of the same size as Pretty Woman. That's nice, Sheppy. And I wonder whether even as we go through this, how much of the, the troupe are there. And actually there's a couple where objectively there's more than just the two people um, keep, mm. keep recurring. Well, let me keep going then, because I, I, yes, I, I don't because I'm throwing this at you. We don't need to have any pressure on being comprehensive with these cats, but let's just have a little <laughs> nod to them. These these were just literally as they occurred to me as I was taking the dog for a walk. You know what I mean? I was just tapping them into my phone. Love so man. then Love I went man. Newman and Redford next. Yeah. Um, I mean, but only classic. twice. I mean, yeah. double classic. And it's the second one, I'm sure everyone at the time was like, oh, that's a bad idea. You can't beat that. And then, you know, it, it, it equaled it. And it's like, yeah, the sting is wicked. Which um, do you prefer, Sheppy? Bush Cassidy. Yeah. Cassidy. Nice. But um, I do love this thing. I've seen it twice, but I've seen Bush Cassidy, I guess, in my life and relatively recently, the last time. It's great. Yeah. By the way, Butch and Sundance yeah. nearly inspired what would have been a ridiculous, ridiculous right. pitch from me today, but you'll know why when I get to it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Not like what you know, Butch Cassidy 2. It's like what happens in that one second before the bullets hit them. And the <laughs> film could be like an inception, and it's what's happening in their minds in that one second. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Um, and I've got the next one. I have to say, I'm not very uh, familiar with their oeuvre, but um, I, I really, and just I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I really want to watch uh, The Odd Couple, which I haven't seen before. But Lemon uh, and Mattel are like, right. you know, mega, aren't yeah. they, really, as well? But have you, yeah. have, you, have you seen much of their stuff? I, I've seen The Odd Couple. I'm, I'm going to hate myself. I've seen The Apartment, but I don't know. Is that them? I um, it is, yeah. I think it is. And it's very much the old couple. That's why I'm hesitant, because it's very much the chalk and cheese. But, you know, if it works, they're both in JFK, as it happens, <laughs> um, not together, but there you go. Um, and, of course, the Grumpy Old Men trilogy, certainly duo. I don't know if they yeah. make three. Uh, this is the point where normally when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm screaming like, of course they made three, you twat. Um, so someone, <laughs> by all means, you can shout that. I don't mind. Um, it's fair enough. Um, so, yeah, in terms of those, yeah, have you, I mean, I, I should ask. So in terms of those two and also Wesley and Woody, I didn't really get like, do you have an order? Are you familiar with those films? And um, Wesley and Woody, I, I agree with your order, definitely. Right. I, I'm not sure, Butch. I think it's such a tie. It's margins on that, Butch and Sting. I don't know. And Lemon and Matto, I just don't feel qualified to comment at this point, Shepard, but I'm going to... May I say that Butch and Sting is the best gay porno about a member of the band Police that I've ever seen. I I will heartily recommend that to anyone who's listening. (laughs) So, So that's all right. (laughs) <laughs> or it could be a, pr- a prison drama. I'm open to that as well. Oh or my both. God. We're going to have to yeah, do about cute. five of these pitches, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Next one I've got is um, I'm noticing like one of the things is I'm going to say 80% of this list is not like a romantic chemistry bubble. It's about the friendship bubble or the banter oh. bubble. Um, but nice. here is the first of the romantic ones for me. And an interesting like 
these two have bloody got it. And like, it's very modern one, Sheppy, but they're in two stone cold five-star movies in my view. Um, oh. And that is Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. So, oh, nice. I don't know whether you've seen Crazy Stupid Love. and No, I uh, haven't. Oh man, it's bloody good, Sheppy. And La La Land, obviously, as well, right? Mm. So... Mm. I feel that there's I feel there's been a backlash against La La Land. Um, yeah, maybe. With manscaping gate and so forth. Manscaping, mansplaining gate. Um with but it, yeah, yes. but I, I yeah, that's yeah, a shame. I, yeah, but I mean I remember liking that film and the opening song was specifically. I remember La La Land, I it seemed to me that the songs got fewer and fewer as they went along, and I actually missed the songs by the end. Um that was my stuff is definitely stronger. Yeah, I haven't seen it since the flicks, but yeah, um, that's all right. On a rainy night in China, I saw that film. <laughs> it got soaked on the way there. Really uncomfortable the whole screen. So that's a laugh. Um, no, I mean they're in um, the other another film. I want to say, and I want to say Hollywood Homicide, but that's with Harrison Ford. Um, but it's you know what I mean. It's the film. It's it's Gosling. It's Stone. It's Sean Penn. It's Josh. Oh Brody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad. I said the word yeah. gangster and it came out. Um, did you see that? I did, but I don't remember a scene of it. Was, it, it was the director of um, um, Zombieland, and like he's gone it. on to do lots of things. But Zombieland, I think we can agree is his best film. I remember being disappointed. I had high expectations for. Gangster Squad, and I, I was disappointed. Hell of a cast. I love Trilby, Gangster, LA Cop, Noir, 40s, LA Confidential, type, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but it, it disappointed. But maybe if I saw it again now with really low expectations, maybe, maybe. But anyway, they're in that together. So there nice. you go. Good old them. I hope they make many more, <laughs> Sheppy. I've got um, another, <clears throat> excuse me, another relatively new one. And, but they haven't done anything for a while. Um, but Wilson and Stiller, I'm going to say yeah. they did Starsky, they did Zoolander. Obviously, there's a troupe there too with Feral yes, and Co. But, but just yeah. those two, I think, were on a bit of a good run there for a while, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, that's true. And just linked to that as well, I've put Feral and John C. Riley as well because they did Step Brothers and uh, Talladega Nights together. And Step Brothers, Sheppy, I don't know whether you've seen it recently, but it is just you know something, you know something. This is uh, it. And I've never seen Step Brothers. Yeah. Well, listen, I when I next it, see you, we're doing that. There's no bloody. It's the Daredevil on the shelf. <laughs> it's, it's a flip. It's a it's a switcheroo. It's the uh, my cousin Vinny, a gate. Yeah, yeah. Full on. It's I mean, the there's death not many movies. again. <laughs> I'm gonna say Naked Gun two and a half or all the all the all those guys. Yes, brilliant, of course. But other than that, there's not many movies that have you weeping with laughter even within the credits. Like, yeah, you know what they're going yes. for. They hit it in 80 minutes and out, and you're just very happy at the end of that movie. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch that with you, Sheppy. Now, now you just have to save it, and we'll just do it together. Right. That's that's cool. Maybe we'll it. do it as a watch along. <laughs> I'm well up for it. Um, I don't know if you're going to mention these, so I'm really sorry if I'm jumping in. But in case I forget this one as well, I just wanted to mention um, Bogey and Bakul. Oh were... yes, nice. I hadn't got them oh, down, nice. so that's lovely. Nice. Yeah. Very. I saw the Maltese Falcon relatively recently, not for the first time, but for the first time in a while. 
and it's it aches. And I saw, um, I, I always get the long kiss, the long walk, night, different people in the shadows. But there's the other film, which I'm totally blanking on, but which they did as well. And they did many films together. And yeah, good stuff. So I like them. They had, of course, very good chemistry. Nice, Shippy. That's a good shout. And uh, well, a classic shout. Um, so I then have like a little run of characters who's who I think, you know, they, they did more than one movie together because basically it was a franchise. But they're, they're actually, before I get to that, sorry, there was one other, which is like a hilarious, ridiculous one, which, you know, in 1995, for me to be able to say this to you would have just sounded like too much of a treat. But I guess <laughs> you, could, you could put like De Niro and Pacino in this category now. You know, they did, right. eat, of course, oh. and now they've done all sorts together, you know. Um, yeah. So that's Well, nice. they made... And they made, I think, what everyone can agree is a fairly, and I never saw it, but they made this really run-of-the-mill kind of thriller cop drama thing together, which is just like one of those classic meh. And if it was just one of them, which they usually are, you'd be like, eh, it's another meh, Pacino, another meh, De Niro. But it was like both of them. It's like, oh, you had something special there for a second. Yeah, they cheapened it, didn't they? Uh, yeah, um, they did. But they, yeah. they got it back with Irishman. I quite like that. Well, Irishman, yeah. If that if they hadn't done the mayor one, then that of course would be great. There's there's some shunk stuff. There might be someone coming around to paint your house if you're not careful, Chef. We should well, move on to the next one. Yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> now I've got some here that you're going to want to say a lot about, and I'm just going to say, look, let's save it for when we get to those pods specifically. So maybe I'll just skirt over the next two a little. Of course, jump in, okay. Chef. But I have got a long list. So I'm just like, yeah. so. Um, so his goes on the two biggest ones anyway, probably right. that I think drove quite a significant chunk of their respective franchises. So we've got Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Yeah. I mean, what lightning in a bottle those two are, to be honest. I want to see a whole film of them as, as like he's a friend of Mavericks and it's that 10 second cameo, but I want the whole film of that. He's like a bank robber and he falls in with Maverick and they have adventures <laughs> together. I want a TV show of that. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> And now I'm braced, Sheppy. This is the biggest one I have on the list, and I'll just throw it to you now, kind of in the middle. Um, so Shatner and Nimoy. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, yeah. Would you know, that be, Nimoy... that'd be maybe your top th- three, if not one, for you, Sheppy, would it? I don't know. The, it, in terms of. No, uh, well, Nimoy. I have things to say about Star Trek, which I will come to, but I will say this Nimoy was in an episode of TJ Hooker, which I've never seen, but that would be interesting. That's Worlds Collide. Nice. Yeah, nice. I think he directed a couple of episodes as well in warm up for Star Trek 3. Ah, cool. Man. And so, you know, Shatner got him that gig, so that's nice of Shatner. Good old Shatner. I, I've got time. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's a prick, I'm sure, in many ways, but he's also quite cool and he's got his moments. Yeah, so yeah. Um, total change of subject or change of sort of genre and stuff, but Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith, right? I mean, they've got to go down, haven't they, Jay and Silent Bob? I think they so. often do. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's going to appear scripted. That was so much of a setup. But, it's subject <laughs> but um, yes, yes, yes. I mean, they, they're the duo and they, they're Jay and Silent Bob and they have been other people, not really 
like sometimes like they'll pop up on a Scooby-Doo relatively recently and it's them doing the voices of like people who look a bit like Jay and Silent Bob in this and they're like construction workers on a roller coaster and then they see the ghost at the beginning. So they do cameos and they have the security guards in an episode of The Flash, which Kenneth directed. So, nice. but they are, but generally they are Jay and Silent Bob and they're in Scream 3 as Jay and Silent Bob. So, they're quite like iconic, aren't they? In the end, yeah, they they're, are. They're very sort yeah. of, you know, they they costume, you know, what they wear is very iconic and everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And whether or not you like the films or not, yes, they are a duo, and they're they're bigger than Howard and Kumar. So yes, absolutely. But they 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 haven't really played other people. There, but they are a duo. Mm-hmm. But they are playing version. Talking about iconic duos that drove a franchise, Sheppy, uh, Jay Fox and Lloyd. Yeah. I mean, who yeah, knew that you, know, you could make an old man hanging out with a young kid not to? <laughs> like, you know. Captain Birdseye had his had his moments. But yes, it was it was more wholesome with Doc Emmett Brown for sure. Yes, great duo. I wish they had have had more just adventures, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, but yeah, good stuff. Um I've got, this is not on the same quality level and not intended to be pitched as such, Sheppy, but I would say like a surprise duo that really popped uh, was Carey and Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, like, it's not an obvious pairing at all. Yeah, so who knew Jeff Daniels would have that and that they would just yeah. absolutely fizz. And what's interesting is like, that movie really works. Like, you know, that whole, I, I didn't put these two on here actually, but um, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones is a good combo. And, um, but they, uh, but you know, you need the straight guy to play off of Will yeah. Smith. But Kerry and Daniels are both like mugging yeah. and it works. I don't know how that's possible, but that's lovely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause it is dumb and dumber. So <laughs> he is the straight guy in comparison, but they're both, it's 1% off. Um, <laughs> You know, so it's really, yeah, it, and that's great. And you're absolutely right. That's a fantastic film. Although, have you seen the sequel? Because I uh, have. And yeah. I, I don't remember anything about it, so that's not a very good sign. I mean, I, I remember the incredible first gag where he's been pretending <laughs> to be yes. unwell in an old home, you know. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yes. Well, Cosmo <laughs> likes it. Here's one that I think is recognised, but I don't think it's given its full, full due in terms of being, um, no, probably is now, but Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, man. Good romantic chemistry and could have done like a different movie as well, you know, maybe played on that a little. Yeah, Um, that's very true, actually. They could have done like, if Harrison Ford did that sort of thing, but maybe even in the the sort of tone of, um, oh, fuck. Working, working girl, girl. yeah, nice. yes, yeah. um, yeah, certainly. Then, yes, not working girl, although Carrie Fisher could have been Melanie Griffiths theoretically, but you could have that sort of tone because Harry's never really gone full comedy. Well, you know, six days, seven nights. So, there's a reason why Harry's never gone full comedy, but doing that sort of comedy com- with, with Carrie or like a drama that would be great in the 80s, yeah, yeah, big time, man. I'd love to see that. Of course, yeah, it's another bloody classic, Sheps. Absolutely. So, I have like another relatively large category here of basically one and done so far. 
um, and in some cases, definitely one and done, unfortunately, yeah. due to people passing away. But um, but I, I just thought, right, okay, and I might be wrong in a couple of cases. I, as I wrote them, I thought, well, maybe they have done something else together. But you can let me know whether I'm right or wrong here, Sheppy, and whether you agree that they did have great chemistry and you think it's a tragedy they haven't done anything else since. But yeah. um, So let me give you the two sad ones that we can't correct. So um, I've gone... Candy and Martin. I'd love to have seen John Candy and Steve Martin do another yeah. thing together. Yeah. I've gone Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger as well, man. They've got stunning chemistry in that broke back mm-hmm. man. They're really good in that movie. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So those are my two sort of nothing can be done about that now kind of thing, unfortunately. But you're absolutely right. That would have been lovely. Um, George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. Out of sight, mm. amazing. Why didn't they do more? Amazing. I just don't get it. That chemistry was stellar. I guess she became J-Lo and he became Spoonface. Um, but had they continued, yeah. But then again, it might have been, you know, that film, everything about it, the characters they were playing. You could have, like, you know, had Lopez in one fine day, but it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. True. She's she's so attractive, that lady. She's sort of disconcerting. Do you know what I mean? On a move, she's got to be in the right role, isn't she? Like, so, um, I, I mean, I mean, in terms then of... Then you had Michelle Pfeiffer film. in that, right? So, Jesus, this guy... Yeah, I wasn't really talking about the limits of attractiveness. Um, I just mean in terms of the, not just Clooney and Lopez's chemistry, but the characters they were playing had this tremendous magnetic pull to each other. So it was all heightened, and they're both Clooney and Lopez are the most attractive versions of themselves in that film, and they are ridiculously attractive anyway. So that, um, and the, and all of that. So had she been in it, in you know, no matter what, she you know doesn't wear makeup in Made in Manhattan, which is lovely. Point being, it wouldn't have had the same things. They would have had great chemistry, but they wouldn't have had. It wouldn't have been out of sight again. Agreed, Sheppy. I think it's a good shout and beautifully put. <laughs> um, I've got then, and this is probably going to happen, I hope, one day, but um, but I reckon Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe had something in The Nice Guys, and I'd like to see more yeah, of that, please, Vicar. Yeah. Um, well, then, Downey Jr. and Kilmer, then, because they were fantastic also. Yeah, you're right. That's a great shout, too. I hadn't put them on here. That's brilliant. Um, and then... Now, these two might have done something else together. I don't think they have, but Ed Norton and Brad Pitt, amazing. Mm. I'd love to see a bit yeah. more of those two. Yeah, that's true. Um, and John Travolta and Samuel Jackson, have they done anything else together? Was he in Get Shorty, L. Jackson? Am I making that up? I don't know. He wasn't in Get Shorty. Um, no, I don't think they have. Oh, no, hang about. They were in Basic together, where the John McTiernan uh, film. Oh yeah, nice. Okay, so but still, I think there's yeah. some magic still there, isn't there? To point, I forgot to put this in our. Unfortunately, it'll never happen now. But Harrison Ford and Sean Connery, come on, man. yeah, yeah. I mean, you might think, and I've got. Let's do this little sub sub list as well now. Like people who you think great chemistry, brilliant. But let's keep it in that bubble just to keep the bubble going as a as a motif for our podcast but um, but a lot of people might say no let's just keep him as henry jones senior you don't want to see them again do anything else you know so maybe well you know um harrison ford was offered jack ryan in the month of october but since ramius 
is the focus that we didn't do it um, and then stole it off Baldwin the Patriot game. But um, to that, you know, yeah, so that easily could have happened. That'd have been interesting, wouldn't it, Jeepers? Yeah. Let me give you four others that you might think, just leave it where it is. Thanks very much, Jimmy. So I've got Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster. Mm. Pretty good screen combo, but should we just yeah. the Silence of the Lambs, Sheppy, or would you want to see more? Again, I, I know, you know, if it was, I saw, you know, if, if they had been in another film, it, it would be lovely and it'd be great, but let's say, I haven't seen Nell, but let's say Hopkins plays some like researcher, he plays the Liam Neeson older book character, you know, older version of that character in Nell, and he meets Jodie Foster, who's like, see through the sun, wind in the trees. And he's like, oh, she's quite mad, you see. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I've watched wow. it, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it would have been quite the same. Again, it's a bit of an out of sight situation because the characters and their relationship, you know, was you know, obviously brought to life and had this amazing chemistry, but in something else, it might not have been quite as effective. I hear you. I agree. I think we leave it well alone on that one. And uh, But I, I've got to say that adds to the Sheppy canon of extraordinary <laughs> impressions on this podcast. Your Hopkins is now, I'm going to, I might change my bloody thing and say I need another Lecter movie at the end of this one, but we'll see. <laughs> Just to hear we more. We expect it. another one. That's that. That we're talking one and done. That <laughs> was one and done. Um, okay, three others, and um, and I've only got one where I want to see more of these people. Otherwise, I want to leave them in their bubble. So just so you know. But anyway, um, so Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins, oh, Shawshank, yeah. and uh, mm. you know, beautiful chemistry there, and like you know, good friendship movie. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll give you the other two and just see if you can guess which one I think we want to see more of, right? So I've got uh, Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis and Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards as well. Oh, so. wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, my my heart is saying one thing about this, but I'm going to say you want to see the girls together again. Oh, no, I'm, I'm the boys. I'm, uh, I'm like, I'm I thought it'd be a twist. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, like a weird no, Sheppy. I thought, yeah, he's just weird enough to want to watch like, yeah, Thelma and Louise again. So, yeah, no, fair play. Fair I want play. Tom well, yeah. to be a, a, a patient extra in ER. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. He's under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next to Joey. That's wicked. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, good. Yeah, no, fair play. Mav and Goose. Yeah, together yeah, I think they should have done something else. They had something very special as to. Um, yeah, but there, there's one thing they didn't share, and that's a career trajectory. So see you later, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> it's not looking good. See you in gotcha. <laughs> um, his goose was cooked. They killed wow. it, and there wasn't a golden egg inside. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, Sheppy. Too soon. <laughs> um, so the only the final one I've got is just, and it's not meant to be the final one in terms of this. And I've just got a couple of tiny subcategories, and I promise we can get to the pictures. But just um, DiCaprio and Pitt, man, recent recent combo in, yeah. in Hollywood, and uh, I'd yeah. love to see that again. You know, they, they, yeah, there were there have been loads of photos pop up from them like partying in the 90s looking smug as a fuck but it's like yeah you know they could have just had this whole thing for the, for the whole time 
who knew? Like great chemistry, fantastic. <laughs> um, so I've got three other silly categories for each. I've only got one suggestion on each. So interested if you got other off the top of your head suggestions. But my first category is brilliant idea, brilliant combo, but maybe it wasn't didn't quite live up to the hype, and we should give them a second chance. Um, so for this, I've suggested Red Heat, Belushi, and Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Well, ah, yes. And you do have Jingle All the Way, where they do have a, a reunion when, oh, when really? Belushi plays, yeah, he's a shady Santa. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, but I can tell you this, Jimmy, it's not as, uh, as good as Red Heat. And I say that as someone who doesn't really hold Red Heat that highly. It's a bit boring. It should be great. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, no, so there you go. But, yeah, no, I mean, I would see them in another. I mean, I've said it before. Red Heat 2, Belushi goes to Moscow. So I'd see that in a second. Um, that writes itself. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see them in something else, you know, just something totally different, you know, random, maybe a buddy-buddy comedy in a different vein. I think if I was, if I had a gun to my head, and someone said to me, what is the shoulders of giants that you and Sheppy did the most as kids in terms of building sequels and like acting out silly stuff in games? It'd be Beverly Hills Cop first, and then it'd be Red Heat second, I think, would be my Randomly, you're right. I yeah. think, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, there were our version of Goonies, which... Um, which did do, you know, which did okay. And by that I mean the literal <laughs> version okay. of that we did. But I also mean we have Three our own kind of characters. Yeah, right, in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. It was definitely in the top three. Because I mean Jaws was early on in our mm. career. But um, we did do that a fair amount. But you, you know, you're thinking specifically of this one time. Which, which became legendary. I think it is my um, favourite as well, by the way. Uh, but we'll, we'll, right. we'll bottle that for another day. I'm sure. solid. It did inspire today's pitch from me, just to let you oh, know. Wow. So I probably should have done this one last as a sort of a segue, but never mind. Oh, um, my other little second category, tiny category, was like, who do you wish had just partnered up a bit more with other people or had somebody like, you know, and I put Leo yeah. down here, but he's got Pitt now. But have you got anybody like top of the head on that? Like, you know, I would like something like, it doesn't quite work for me for whatever reason, but I would like to see like a Stallone with an equal. And he's, he's been in a buddy buddy in that, you know, and peak Stallone with Tango and Cash and Kurt Russell. And Russell's no slouch and 80s Russell and all of that. He's, but I don't know, maybe because Stallone is so big. And I, so I guess I'm saying it has to be Arnie, but that's not, but I just, Stallone doing like double bill stuff. And he's kind of got this nice thing in the Expendables trilogy with Statham. And that's nice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and that's, that's a nice ensemble. But yeah, something like that at his peak, at his pomp. And, but, you know, it would have to be someone and because he was so big, it'd be tricky. I don't know, go the other way or something, have him and Eddie Murphy, mid-80s. Like they're both huge, and they're in this sort of, yeah, and he's kind of like the Cobra, and Murphy, of course, is like the, well, I'm going to say Reggie from um, 48 Hours, and it's, you know, it's sort of 48 Hours, in that one's a kind of a criminal, and then those two have their match, or maybe he's the bounty hunter, and it's a midnight run situation. That, that I'd watch all of that. That's amazing. Yeah, and that could be a series 
you know, they team up at the end of the second one and become like private eyes together. And then it's like another four. And it's like Police Academy, it does get much worse. But still, I'd live in a world with seven of those fuckers. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I'm sold on that. Um, and I've got this final horrible, terrible category. I probably shouldn't even say it out loud, but you know, it's like mm-hmm. a, I liked it. It works, but but meh as well. And I put Frodo and Sam here. Elijah Wood. Okay. <laughs> like, well, from the Goonies. Elijah Wood, but would I? Possibly <laughs> not. Um, nah. I've yeah, seen enough. Well, there you go. It's the I've seen enough. Everyone Thanks. saw enough. Everyone saw quite a bit of that. But you know. <laughs> And, and by the way, the characters and the relationship of the characters, you know, became a thing. And the impressions were easy. But, and, you know, Elijah Wood and Mikey are doing fine. And they have chemistry, of course they do. But it doesn't actually jump off the screen or anything. They're, they're very, very good. But it doesn't, it's not a standout. It's not like, oh, Jesus Christ, the, the, the raw chemistry between those two. You know, oh, it was... It's a, it's a hard it's a hard spine that doesn't shiver when Sam says but I can carry you. Ah, uh, <laughs> listen, like, man, I my my spine has shivered over a lot of weird shit. Some of which I'm a little bit embarrassed about, like the Pokemon <laughs> trailer at the cinema. But it was when Pikachu was frozen. But uh, no, I I never got a spine shiver from but I'll carry you. It it, it never. And I like that trilogy. I you know I I do actually, but. No, I never got it. My, my spine was unshivered. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to pitch, Sheppy? Are you ready? Well, okay. Or do you, do you we have might have things? had us. Well, no, I mean, to be honest, so maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding on my part then in terms of like, if, we come, if, it, if it was meant to be like one solid pitch. Oh, it doesn't matter. You can do what you like with this, Sheppy. I've just got a lot of random yeah. shit. Brilliant. I just, I instead of going deep, I went wide. Uh, so, <laughs> nice. Well, look, I've gone with one pitch, but um, it doesn't matter. Like, it's absolutely cool as man. I want to hear whatever, wherever your brain went. Well, your pitch should go first because this was your um shenanigan. But I, before I even get to any kind of thing in terms of just random thoughts and stuff, I'm gonna just say there was one film and we're talking and I'm I was thinking about ensembles so I just want to read you the cast list from this one film and I want to see this cast list in a you know different film and I'm wondering how quickly I'll just read the names you tell me what the film is (laughs) you might get it really quickly or I don't know I'm really curious um so these actors are all in this one film um it's Robin Williams Jack Lemmon Kate Winslet, Charlton Heston, Billy Crystal, Richard Attenborough, Gerard Depardieu, Julie Christie, John Mills, Rufus Sewell, Timothy Spool, John Gilgood, Judy Dench, Richard Bryars, <laughs> Derek Jacobi, Brian Blessed, and Ken oh. Dodd. Oh, of course. Of course. And I missed out the, the yeah. one name. Ken, your man Ken. Yeah, man. My main, <laughs> my main man, Kenny. Kenny B. Nice Can he be on the flip side? Hamlet. So, Amazing. and I, I, because I don't like his face, I left off Michael Maloney. But, um, so yeah, so that's Hamlet, the 96. Um, I would like to see that cast in kind of maybe a Poseidon adventure type film, oh, yeah. but like proper low quality, 
you know. Um, they could have been in uh, Wolfgang Peterson's Poseidon, the remake, with Kurt Russell. Um, but also imagine that lot in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World type oh. film. Like if they, late 90s, they made Rat Race, which essentially is exactly that. Imagine if they just suddenly got a massive mega budget and had that cast and it goes epic around the world. Uh, instead of that race. Or, you know, same, it's one of those things, it's like uh, Volcanoes or Meteorites or Robin Hood or Christopher Columbus. They're coming out the same year. You've got Rat Race, and then it's like the massive one with, with Timothy Spool and Brian Blessed. Jeez, I forgot about that cast. That's it's amazing. Cast. I it's saw Brian film. Blessed in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in the, in the Palladium shopping. I just want to hear him say Chitty Chitty Bang well, Bang. <laughs> and by the way, they gave him a mic. <laughs> Fucking up. Did Idiot. he eat? <laughs> yes. My ears have only just recovered. <laughs> no, that's that that's that's yeah. a straight choice. Bang bang indeed. Boom, boom, go the eardrums. <laughs> um, that's wicked. Yes, yes. I saw Brian Blessed uh, when I was driving through Woking once and he was uh, filling up the inside of this really small car. He was behind the wheel and he was just taking up like the, the it was like a mini or something and the whole front windscreen was just Brian Blessed like his shoulders and then his head it was amazing <laughs> I'd like to have a beer with Brian Blessed I think he'd be good value still yeah yeah is he still around yeah, he's still around isn't he? I, I don't know actually I honestly don't know Jeepers. Um, that's uh, he's one of those ones eyes. where if you if you told me tomorrow that he died last night then I would be like, fuck, I'm pretty sure I thought he died five years ago. Something. He, might have been a, he might have been a 2016. He just has obviously been. Yeah. Is. I always look for the is. Brian Blessed is. Yeah. Oh, good. Death. Should... <laughs> 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 that was one scroll down and it ruins everything. Blessed's alive. Anyway. Oh, let's, that's um... nice. Oh, God. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Just give him his full respect, Sheppy. Brian Blessed, OBE, is alive. That's good. Fair play. So happy. Good luck, Brian yeah. Blessed. Um, <laughs> did you have other stuff? That you I've got to nothing see? but other stuff. Okay, but, cool. Um, well, because I've, not, I've only got other stuff um, and nothing deep. So that's a taste of what's to come, really, with me. Okay. There's observations like that. Well... My first thought for a pitch, Sheppy, was that um, this is ridiculous. I didn't go anywhere with it, but uh, but it occurred to me it'd be quite interesting, and it wouldn't be quite interesting. But this was in the flash moment to do a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead style thing with um, Rosewood and Taggart. <laughs> oh, that's genius! So it's like a Rosewood and Taggart are broken down rather than dead, and then it's basically you know. The tagline, which tells you basically the whole bloody story, is um, which I never do taglines, but I couldn't resist on this kid because that's Fair your play. that's your bloody office. Oh, I, I, I stake no claim. My my claim is unstaked. <laughs> but the tagline is: "There's a banana in the tail." Come on, that's amazing. I mean, it's pretty good double whip. <laughs> but, no. but anyway. <laughs> but the idea if i say so myself uh, but the uh the idea is obviously they've broken down and then you know they get back to the action and Daisy butch cassidy reference from earlier uh, but anyway threw that out pretty quickly and then i actually realized i've given myself too much pressure here Shippy. and like i was thinking where the hell do i bloody go with this 
And I ended up going with a duo that I do want to see, and we haven't even mentioned, interestingly enough, um, in, in a movie together, um, and, and, and in a live-action movie at that. So I've got Tom Hanks and um, Tim Allen in Touch mm. and Go is the name of the movie, Touch and Go. Nice. Um, it's made in 2021. I'm giving it to Rob Reiner. I don't really know whether I haven't done too much thought on the director on this. And um, it's kind of a little bit like I know Rob Reiner did Bucket List, but it's kind of got a little got a little bit of that vibe to it. This only a 90 minutes of Sheppy. Mm. Um, or maybe it's not, maybe it's a bit more epic than that. But um the classically here i haven't even given them character names and that's kind of if you if you cast stars i always think in the end you just refer to the stars that you go oh, hanks and alan hanks are doing this and alan do that that said they do represent the touch and go so and um, tim allen is the go and tom hanks is the touch which will become a little bit clearer in a minute um but i noticed like with red notice which you've recently watched as well like no one knows what the characters are called in that today. It's just bloody The yeah. Rock and bloody Calcutta and right <laughs> um, Anyway. Um, okay. So there's going to be a bit of a nostalgia, Sheppy, and a bit of a self-reflection back into sort of some of the shenanigans we used to do here, right? So it's like a pre-title sequence where you've got a couple of kids who vaguely resemble Hanks and Alan and, um, and they're, they're childhood friends. And they're on the phone every day at 11am to arrange to go and play. Like, and they go outside and they play lots of games. And we see them act out um, many, many different um, games, different little self-titled movies. We see them with a massive camcorder, you know, like trying to film their own movies. And, and their big franchise between the two of them is called Touch and Go. And, um, and the idea is it's detective touch and detective go and they they one of them's a bit sensitive and one of them's all action but they all you know they kind of have that dynamic you know what I mean and they they basically and and the, the sensitive one is the one who'll like you know touch the crime scene and get all the clues and then go is the one who like wants to like jump around and shoot people and, stuff, you know? <laughs> um, and um so that's their thing and it's just very silly it's just a little bubble and then over the, the credits we just see them basically then grow up have uh, uh, Hanks gets married, moves out of the area with his wife and moves actually across to um, to LA. So they've been living on the East Coast together. That's where they were friends. Um, and, and Alan is actually, does become a policeman, given he was the all-action one. He was the one that was really into it all, you know. And, and so we see Alan do that. I think Hanks becomes a teacher or something, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Or, or actually, it doesn't really matter the professions because the point is the movie starts as them being retired. So um, that's that's kind of end of credits, if you know what I mean. Nice. Um, they're, 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 they're still best buddies. They are, but they are estranged and they're not seeing each other um, frequently. Um, and in our first few scenes, they're continuing to talk, you know, on the phone every day, basically at 11 a.m. It's kind of their little routine. They just still do that. And they we have a little, you know, Hanks is doing different things as Alan talks to him. Um, but Hank, it's Alan who likes to do it at 11 a.m., like, like clockwork. He's the one that's quite, you know, he's an co ex-cop now and he's quite rigid. He likes his structure. We see him have his boiled egg at the same time and all that sort of stuff, you know. And Hanks is having to juggle his life a little with, um, you know, Alan's routine and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, this isn't really the point of the movie. The point is actually... Um, it's a great really setup. 
Yeah, well, they're just, they're still buddies and they're just very connected, you know, and they're, you know, Hank still has his family and everything and all that, but yeah. Um, and it's gentle, it's humorous. This is a comedy, Sheppy, but it's not like broad, it's little life observations. It's a gentle's 90s style, you know what I mean? It's got that, you know. Yeah, so it, we, we then get like a, and I, I'm wondering whether this could be 90s style and the credits, honestly, after our pre-title of them as kids, and we maybe do the little, they grow up and then they're still calling. Oh, and we get our directed by Rob Reiner after a few calls after they've retired as well. So we've actually had quite an extended credit sequence. The very last call at the end of the credits and Tim Allen lets slip very accidentally because he's an incredibly proud guy and doesn't want anyone to know that he's actually waiting on a cancer diagnosis. And um, he's like, he didn't want to, I haven't really written how he lets it slip, but it's definitely an accidental slip. So Hank's, on the other side of America. He's a grandfather at the moment. He's possibly about to be a great grandfather as well. And it's not like Hanks has become the family man and Alan isn't the family man, but it's not like Alan's sad about it. He's just married to the force. It's fine. He's had a happy life. He's all right with his life. You know what I mean? Um, but Hanks is obviously shocked at hearing this about his friend. Um, it's Thanksgiving time of year. He's talking to his wife about it. I was thinking maybe he'd cast Daryl Hannah as his wife as another little pullback on a combo we might want to see. <laughs> Very nice. Um, they made a splash in our hearts. It's a slippery slope from here, Sheppy. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> anyway, he knows Alan won't want to make a fuss. So um, in consultation with his wife, he decides to go and surprise him and fly over to New York. And then we see Alan with his cop drinking buddies. He's still going to the same boozer. And he tells them a little bit around that they have, you know, he tells them a bit about that touch and go game they used to play. So we just get a little nice callback to that. But the bottom line is actually Alan decides also maybe it's time to go and get some sun. And from the cajoling of his ex-colleagues and stuff, he decides, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go over and I'm going to see my mate, my mate Tommy. And so basically, um, and we establish over this period, the two men haven't seen each other in 10 years basically so now of course things go wrong Sheppy. it's basically now planes trains and automobile style comedy mm. of errors and interrupted connections as both friends spend most of act two getting to the other coast all while maintaining their 11 a.m calls they're both trying to surprise each other so they're kind of they keep being in um, you know tricky little situations but still keeping the 11 a.m you know bit mm. of banter you know how's it going there and like they're juggling whatever they're juggling <laughs> and then like you know they're kind of talking and both trying to surprise the other over this period as well we just see um alan is actually quite sick you know and um and struggling a bit out of breath yada yada all that sort of stuff there's a moment where through cars and trucks and cancelled flights, they are trying to do some of it on road, and they both end up in the same motel on State Street, Belfort, South Dakota. I got all that yeah. in there because I was, was very specific. I was thinking about a different title to Touch and Go, but I've stuck with Touch and Go because I think that kind of is the detective thing. It's Alan's condition. It's will we, yeah. won't we get to see Hanks and Alan actually on screen together? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that kind of thing. And um, they cross paths a couple of times in in the spot. If staying at the same motel reception desk, they're crisscrossing. They go to the same bloody diner, but they miss each other. And Alan continues on to the West Coast and Hanks continues on to the East Coast. And Alan, over this period, also over the phone, gets his results. And he has got terminal cancer and it's a very, very bad prognosis. And then, you know, he's talking to Hanks, who's still inquiring about the condition. But he says, oh, I don't know. They don't know. Loads of time, you know. And 
I haven't really pulled the thread, but the 11 a.m. is always inconvenient for Hanks, and it's always on Alan's terms, if you know what I mean. So um, they get to their respective other sides of the country, and they discover, you know, that the other had left the other to surprise. And and so Hanks says, look, I'll I'll, I'll wait for you if you like. And and Alan insists that's the way to go. Um, If he's all right with that, he doesn't want to make a fuss with with Darren Hanna and he doesn't want to stay or anything. So Hanks then basically goes to JFK Airport to, to wait for Alan to come through, flying back from LA. But all the passengers come off the plane um, at JFK Airport, and and Tim Allen isn't there, um, and he never made it onto the plane. He collapsed oh. at LAX. So Hanks goes over to LA, and then basically gets to the hospital, and we get the the friends reuniting in hospital, and then Allen's like, you know, had to be on my terms, sort of thing, you know, and that's that's basically it. But they get to say a little nice goodbye and stuff as well. I've given you none of the gags and all of the pathos. deep soul. <laughs> Shattering, beautiful, and a, and a quiet meditation on the power of friendship unspoken. That's lovely, lovely. Uh, yeah, and that's totally Reiner. Um, yeah, I can totally see it. So that's it, Sheps. That's all I managed to come up with. But I just well, that's, uh... that's wonderful. What a story. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those ones that people shun because they think it's an Oscar wannabe, but it's not. It's just this nice story. Yeah, and, and also I'm imagining lots of gentle happen. little gags as they go and stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah, I actually watched a little. I just googled Hanks and Allen to see if they'd interviewed together or anything for Buzz and Woody. Yes, and it turns out they have quite a number of times. And there's one for Toy Story Four where you see two old boys, and they're obviously great buds, and it's just really mm-hmm. happy. And uh, it made me happy. So that's nice. I I remember one interview they did, and. Tim Allen, they're sitting next to each other, and Tim Allen's like, there's like, and you know, that's what the film is really all about, or something like that. And Hanks is like, that's not what I was thinking at all. And he's, and Tim Allen's like, ah, oh, it was going so well. And so I remember that. So there you go. That's lovely. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, in many ways, Shepard, you could say objectively, they would be in the running and in the conversation for most successful double act in history, maybe, you know, um, maybe consistency of quality, box office, all these things, they'd have to be in the conversation. I'm not saying they they achieve it, but yeah, I think. Um, well, fair enough. I mean, Buzz and Woody as a double act, absolutely. The thing about Tim Allen is I think it's a little bit troublesome these days. I think it's like a bit shady. He's got a bit of a Republican and stuff. Uh, I think so. And I think he said some things. I think he's done some things. There's there's been a couple of things that have been inappropriate. And he has a shady past as well. So I think it's all it's all that. So that's I think that's why in Toy Story 4, Buzz is very much sidelined. But in terms of the the two characters, Buzz and Woody, yes, that's uh, even more than Woody and Wesley as it becomes something like bigger and solid and that that is a, a proper double act for sure so yeah love it jimmy I, um, love I just it wanted to say as well Sheppy, totally well kind of related thinking about hanks in a sort of a copy cop thing i then just googled and watched the dragnet trailer again <laughs> well i mean oh don't get me started on that i bloody love and there's bits in the dragnet trailer that aren't in the film did you see the trailer where um Aykroyd pops his head out of a manhole cover and uh, a manhole and he always gets it that's not in the film i don't even know what that's meant to be when that's it's like john lithgow being in the la story trailer 
I mean, um, those two so need yeah. to be something else to get that. That I just want to watch that again so bad. So I love bad. Dragnet. Christopher Plummer in Dragnet. Spoilers, but at the end when it's his um, mug shot and he's you know, holding the thing in front of him and they're turning over the left, 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 and he's just like looking really uncomfortable for about 30 seconds when the voiceover is talking. That's the best acting in the history of the universe. It's amazing. <laughs> Good old plumber, RIP. What a hero. So, yeah, hero. Dragnet for life. <laughs> so, Sheppy, over to your confection. I'm excited to talk to me. Oh, right. Well, well, lovely. Well, once again, Jimmy, beautiful. I just wanted to say, we mentioned this maybe at some point, but I'll mention. So, what I've got is just a shit ton of different, very basic ideas. I've gone very, very shallow, not deep at all. We have absolutely, you've gone so deep and so lush. And I've got this example. I've just got lots of examples of like car swaps, basically. So I've got a three men and a baby made in 1995 with Arnie, Sly and Bruno. Um, so, you know, just those three, you know, instead of Junior, um, that, that would be a film I would watch. Um, <laughs> and it's the same script, basically. Little changes here and there, but not much. Talking about heat earlier, I wouldn't mind just seeing, you know how actors on stage often alternate nights will swap roles. So I would like to just see a version of Heat just where they swap De Niro and Pacino out. Um, yeah. That would be lovely. I wouldn't want to live in that world, but I would like to visit. Um, yeah. By the way, speaking also about The Expendables, um, I was thinking the cast of The Expendables films in something like Guys and Dolls like a really lavish version of that. And it kind of works, even more than Take Your Wagon, because it is kind of macho men in Guys and Dolls, more or less in theory. So, you know, I mean, it was Brando and Sinatra. So it's, yeah, I would watch Nathan Deheo, Detroit and all of that. Hardcore. So, so that's nice. I'd also like to see a gender swap situation and have the cast of Bridesmaids in Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, that would be something. I would like right. to see quite a bit. Um, yeah, man. Oh, that's brilliant. It's solid. One which is, this one's a bit off track a bit, but I got the cast of The Godfather in Carry On Up the Kyber. <laughs> I, I specifically was thinking of a Carry On film, but just then, yeah, uh, in, in like, you know, give Pacino the Sid James role, for example. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see that. Um now, you know, speaking of old school stars and, and so on, even more old school, the cast of Philadelphia Story, but basically in Batman v Superman. So you've got Cary Grant as Bruce Wayne, you've got Jimmy Stewart as Superman, and you've got Catherine Hepburn as Wonder Woman. And then you, and, and, and all this sort of thing. Then I thought, I started getting into superheroes. I thought of like the original cast from the original version of Ocean's Eleven as the Avengers. So you've got Sinatra as Tony Stark, you've got Dean Martin as Cap, you've got Peter Lawford as Thor, Andrew Dickinson, of course, as Black Widow. I've got Sammy Davis as, uh, as Bruce Banner, because it, I'm not having him as Rhodey, that's too much, uh, but I want to see Sammy Davis Hulk out. Uh, Joey Bishop has to be Hawkeye. And that, so, so that's... That's nice. And therefore, Wonderful. that led me to think, I was thinking of the 2001's Ocean's Eleven cast in, like, Towering Inferno. So therefore, you've got Clooney as Newman, 
and you've got Pitt as McQueen. You've got Damon, I want to see him as Richard Chamberlain. He's like a white slimy cunt. You've got Cheadle again. Cheadle is Robert Wagner. Um, Julia Roberts is Faye Dunaway. Um, and uh, Elliot Gould is Fred Astaire. Uh, so, so that's a laugh, and I could see that. Continuing with the superhero stuff, I, I was thinking, okay, well, not even a, as a cast swap. I was just thinking DC, like old school, if they were making superhero films back in the day, um, like big budget and stuff, like you know, instead of doing Ten Commandments and big biblical epics in Cleopatra, the studios were giving that sort of budget to like superhero stuff. So you've got Cary Grant, I think has to, uh, it can be also, it could be Superman. You've got Jimmy Stewart as The Flash, uh, Catherine Hepburn, Wonder Woman, uh, Gregory Peck could be uh, Batman, um, Montgomery Cliff as Aquaman, because I just like his, his face. Edward G. Robinson, it's a bit obvious, but he could be a great Perry White. Uh, Humphrey Bogart could be Lex Luthor. Uh, John Wayne, left field, but as Zod, I, I could watch that. Rita Hayworth as Ursa, just because, come on now. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Moving away from um, superheroes just a tiny bit. Well, no, actually not at all. I've got like, so we were talking about Star Trek a little bit. You mentioned Shatner and Nemoy and talking of like ensembles. Um, now, you got like, a really, really stupid easy one is the cast of Next Generation as the X-Men. Now, you've already got Patrick Stewart, who was always going to have to be Professor X anyway, but I don't care. You've got your Frakes as Cyclops. You've got your Michael Dawn, who's Wolf. Have him as Wolverine, of course. Marina Sirtis, who's Troy, as Rogue. Uh, Gates McFadden has to be Jean Grey. She's got the hair. And I've got Levar Burton, uh, Geordie LaForge as Iceman, just because I don't want Wesley anywhere near it. And speaking of Star Trek, so the original series cast, as they were in the 60s, late 60s or 70s, in, for example, Death on the Nile or, or Murder on the Orient Express, but like in Murder on the Orient Express with the original cast, I could see Ustinov or Albert Finney in this or Murder on the Orient Express as Poirot, but everyone else. So in terms of, I mean, so you've got Houston off and Death on the Nile, but you've got like Shatner as like Simon McCorkendale, and you've got Nichelle Nichols, because that's one problem. There's only really one main female, but Nichelle Nichols as uh, Lynette, who, you know, spoilers, gets killed. Uh, James Doohan as uh, Dr. Bessner, the, the German doctor. Uh, Majel Barrett um, can be the Betty Davis uh, character, Mrs. Van Schleiner. Uh, Nimoy, if you, if you can't get uh, Niven back, Nimoy could be uh, Colonel Race, who's the sidekick to Poirot. Uh, Walter Koenig is Mr. Ferguson, who was John Finch in the original. Um, and Tacky, George Takei, could be Andrew Pennington, who was um, the, the rough American lawyer. So I could see that. Um, and, you know, likewise, you could do the same with the Next Generation cast. And in this case, you could easily have Patrick Stewart as Poirot, uh, Frakes could be Doyle, Sirtis could be Ridway, McFadden could be Salome Otterborn. I'd watch that. Or the Next Generation cast, if Knives Out was made in the 90s, you've got Patrick Stewart as our friend Christopher Plummer, you've got Frakes as Daniel Craig, and then you've got Red Spiner, Data as um, Steve 
um, you know, Rogers, Chris Evans. Then you got Michael Dawn as Michael Shannon, Ace McFadden as Jamie Lee Curtis, and Marina Sirtis as um, as Armas. Amazing. So, so they, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just started thinking about Daniel Craig, and I thought, like, <laughs> Man with the Golden Gun was the third Bond film made instead of Goldfinger in 1964. And Connery, I don't know, it's an alternative universe. Maybe, who knows how this works. But, um, yeah, but, but Moore is cast as Scaramanga. Like, 1964, Moore, like, peak Templar Moore as Scaramanga versus Connery's Bond. Um, also, in some weird alternative universe, you have Man with the Golden Gun in 1974, when it's meant to be, and Connery is Scaramanga, which would be amazing. I would also see a Live and Let Die remake made in 2006, like they still couldn't get the rights to do Casino Royale in 06. They said, well, let's do the second book. Let's do Live and Let Die. So they got Daniel Craig as Roger Moore's James Bond, you got Eva Green as Solitaire, and you got Denzel Washington as Kananga. I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> Imagine him pulling off Mr. Big's face. Amazing, Mr. Bart. Oh my God, I can see it so much. I'd like to see uh, From Russia With Love with Connery and Shaw switching roles a la heat. Um, yeah. That would be tasty. Um, and also, I'd like to see a random universe where we just get a time machine and have From Russia With Love exactly the same, but with Daniel Craig as Red Grant. Uh, Robert Shaw's character that would be and then you can yeah, so, or yeah that that would be tasty I could live with that um, and also I also sort of the, the entire cast of Dr. No and in fact possibly all of Connery's Bonds in Mary Poppins <laughs> so you've got yeah. Lois Maxwell as Poppins you've got Connery as Bert <laughs> doing a Cockney accent or an approximation Bernard Lee as Mr. Darling Ursula Andres as Mrs. Darling. Why not? Why not? Uh, Desmond Llewellyn, so that's, so it's not Dr. Vocast. Desmond Llewellyn is Uncle Albert, and Joseph Wiseman is the Admiral, that crazy fucker who's always letting off the gun. Um, so, and that, Jimmy, that led me to um, <laughs> the original 60s cast of the Italian job in the Fast and the Furious films. As oh, maybe. <laughs> so I want Michael Caine as Dom. You would say Michael Caine would be Paul Walker, but if it, there's no one else who could be Dom, so it's got to be Michael Caine. So I've got Robert Powell as Paul Walker. Um, I've got um, Noel Coward could be any of the baddies, all of the baddies. John uh, Lindesier as um, as Ludicrous, um, uh, Harry Baird as Hobbs. That's this, the big uh, black dude. Uh, so he's um, yeah, he's he's the, he's the Rock. And as uh, Dickon Shaw, um, who's Jason Statham. I've got Benny Hill. That means you've got this huge black dude and Benny Hill in their own spin-off as well, Hobbs and Shaw. So happy with that. That that's great. Uh, so there you go. That's that's really. I just whizzed through it, but that's those were all the sort of the little things that came up. Stunning stuff, Sheppy. <laughs> Stunning <laughs> What I love is that you've applied like the idea of a troop 
it's like it's not even like traditional you've even gone for casts where they might not have even liked each other and then you're just yeah, right. that together often into... not in fact they just have to because <laughs> they don't have careers separately so yeah like star trek <laughs> by the 70s especially yeah i can't remember which one it was but you triggered something in me as well i meant to mention earlier which is like this there was a bit of a call at the time when three kings was made for that cast to be plunked into an a-team you know, and that, yes, that would have worked yes. quite nicely. Yeah, I totally um, would see that. But um, but yeah, man, I, I tell you, Shepard, that was a bloody, that's a tour de force. I, I thought this would be a bubble that we might, you know, regroup and do again over the years. But uh, I've got to be honest, I think you might just <laughs> comprehensively wrap a boat around wherever you might think about going. <laughs> well, well, you never know. Maybe some random thing will, will pop out there. Uh, I'd be up for coming up with fleshing out a plot at some point of something. Um, yeah, I love me, your discipline, yeah. though. You didn't do a, a, a you didn't do a Sean chim chimney chim chimney chim 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 <laughs> or anything. Or, um... <laughs> I want him to be as famous in this universe as Dick Van Dyke is in ours for giving a really bad Cockney accent. <laughs> um, so I want him to play Bert as a London chimney sweep. All right, you marry Poppins. That's me doing by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you. I, I, I had something else, and you can include this or not include this this is actually from another bubble but it actually works better here and i remember the previous bubble was way over time probably like this one is but just because it's kind of fits it's not um it's basically just an alt continuation for example it's a tv show with other actors playing iconic roles who could conceivably play the roles really well so like mark ruffalo as colombo and i you know i want like a whole series of one-offs with different interpretations. I want an episode with Ruffalo and then with Kevin Pollock and then with Michael Sheen and whoever does a really good uh, Peter Falk impression and there's like, you know, 10 of these and they're really good plots and really good episodes and they play it straight um, and just, yeah. Um, I also want like a season of The Incredible Hulk made in the same style as the 70s and early 80s, same budget, same look. I want a bodybuilder playing the Hulk and all of that with Hugh Jackman um, as exactly how he is in the front runner playing Bixby's banner. That, because he, that, he really reminds me of Bixby in that film. So I would watch that. And also any fans of the Thin Man series of films, I want Titus Welliver as Nick because just look at a photo of Titus Welliver and a photo of William Powell in the originals. And yeah, that, tell me that would be amazing. So there you go. So I wanted to throw that out because it just seemed nice. like an apt. <laughs> well, Sheppy, thanks for putting the thought to all those crazy, crazy. <laughs> I love them. I love it, man. I mean, Sheps, I don't know. Well, what, what, what have we got to do? I've got to set the, 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 the thing for next time, hey? Yeah, I think um, so. I'm very excited. Okay. Well, look, like I said, in terms of standing on shoulders of giants, for me, there is no bigger giant of comedy alive today. So this is quite an intimidating one, Sheppy, and you might be furious with me for even suggesting it. Um, oh, but, I'm um, so excited. <laughs> um, and we're, we're going TV. And I would like for next week, Sheppy, for you to uh, come up with an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm for me. Oh, get out. 
And um, that can be set at any time in the curb trajectory. You could have Larry still married to Cheryl. You can do where you go wherever you want on the Larry timeline. But, um, but yeah. Well, that's <laughs> not even standing on the shoulder of a giant. That's like standing on a massive Olympic swimming pool diving board on a giant who looks like Larry David. <laughs> and then on, with a stepladder on top of that. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, if I can't write a Friends episode, I'm not. But saying that, I accept this challenge and I'm well up for it. And I, I'm very excited. And I actually think it's a cracking choice to me. And I'm very excited. Disclaimer, more than the title could ever give. It's like writing a, a Seinfeld episode. It's a, impossible. Yeah, but, I think Seinfeld might be... Weirdly, I prefer Curb, but I, I think Seinfeld is a bit trickier in some ways because you have to think of more gags. This can be more the conceit situation. and the bubble and the situation and, like, yes. you know, how it wraps. You know, that's why I thought this is... Although I well, think I won't lie, Jimmy. Just a sacred... I, 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 I've got something in the chamber because there was something that happened to me on Guildford High Street, like around 2008, which I thought at the time, this is a curb moment. So that's, that's got to be a plot point. So there you go. So I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> cool, Shep. So I'm looking forward to that, man. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> me too. Lovely. Well, this was a treat, Jimmy, an absolute treat. So thank you very much for suggesting no I'm, I know our, our double act status probably isn't there yet in podcast land, but I'm just wondering what we would recast ourselves at as a duo. You know, maybe we could do a, a podcast on classical music or something like a totally different genre. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's go for it. We could, oh, wow, that's that's huge. Yeah, really different. How do we sign this one off, young man? What are we going to do, man? Let's think um, what's a good double act. Uh, that's cool. all, folks, is not a double act. Another fine mess you got me into, but that's that's not really applicable, unless it's like, oh, we're going to think of a sign-off. Oh, that's another fine mess you got me into. Pretty weak. I don't know. <laughs> um, double overlap, I like that. <laughs> I am too old for this shit. From Maverick, of course. Amazing. That's it. That's the perfect place <laughs> <laughs> love it we'd love to hear from you please reach out to us at shoulderspod.com or shoulderspod at twitter instagram and facebook